This is Talking with Tegan. Viewer discretion advised, there will be spoilers ahead, so if you are interested in this show, movie, or book, make sure to go watch it before you listen to this episode. Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to my podcast. I know it has been a really long time. Um, I had some technical difficulties with my recording setup, so I had to save up money because I don't have a steady paying job. I have a side job. So it took me a hot second to save up money to replace what I needed. Um, But now I finally have and we're back. I'm super excited. Today we're going to be talking about, oh my gosh, you guys, my favorite book in the world, better than the Goddess Test series. Way, way better. It's a series called From Blood and Ash. It is so good. I don't really know how else to describe it besides like forbidden romance turned to enemies to lovers turned to just lovers oh my gosh it's so good so pretty much it is um i'm gonna give you just like a quick rundown so you guys kind of understand the concept there will be spoilers involved as usual um so if you haven't read the book i'm like seriously recommending it i'll give this description without any spoilers then go read it and then come back and listen to this because mm, it'll change your life. It's so good. I can't even with this book series. Okay, so it is about a girl named Poppy. Her real name is Penelope, but her friends and family call her Poppy. So she is considered the maiden in her town or in her, you know, kingdom or whatever. And it's where she cannot, I don't, okay, so I didn't know this. I don't know still what, like, the actual definition of maiden is. But in this book, it's where she cannot be looked at. So half of her face is covered with a veil. It's like only her mouth is visible. She cannot be touched by anyone. She cannot be spoken to. She cannot, like, have a life of her own. She's, like, kept in secret Like, she's this really, really prized possession of, you know, the kingdom. And she meets this guard, you know, because stuff happens. And his name is Hawk. And he becomes her her personal guard, which is like, she has two personal guards. And then the Duke and Duchess, which run, like, the... Meh manor like the you know the big mansion they are like the only ones who can see her her real face so he she and him start you know feeling each other and it's forbidden so it's you know forbidden romance and then it just kind of gets all entangled and it's so good okay so now this one is going to get spoilers so everybody who hasn't read the book go ahead and get out So, after that description, we have the beginning where she goes to the Red Pearl, which is like a... Okay, so I don't really know what type of time period this is. I'm kind of imagining it like very medieval kind of time. So, I'm kind of... I don't really know how to describe... 
so there's, I mean, there's royalty, okay? So there's, like, you know, the Dutch and Duchess, the king, queen, and then they have all of their, you know, guards, royal guards, the, you know, like, it's very, I don't know, and kind of, okay, also, if you guys have seen Bridgerton, I am, their clothing is like the clothing that they wear, so I don't know what time period Bridgerton is held in, but, like, that's the exact same, like, clothing that they wear for, like, the women, you know, where it's, like, um, like, tight-fitted around the bodice or the bosom, I think, the boobs, I don't know what else to call it, and then it kind of, like, goes boxy loose where it's like not tight fitting but it's not like all flowy it's just kind of whoomp. very modest and that's the clothing that they wear so whatever time period Bridgerton is that's what this is mixed with like medieval vibes so oh my gosh what was I even talking about I got so caught up in the timeline okay oh the red pearl so it's a place it's kind of like a parlor where men and women can you know get on without people like knowing who they are or they can know who they are so they either like wear masks or they don't and not like face masks like masquerade masks and they can like go in and like nobody can know their identity and they like you know hook up or they can like play poker or you know drink and stuff like that so it is not I don't know how to describe it so she like sneaked out of the manor the mansion where she's held I don't know what else to call it because it's not a castle because they aren't actually like in the kingdom they're like off into like this other village-ish thing I don't really know how to describe it um so she like sneaks out of her the house but when okay when I say house you guys just imagine like this huge mansion that looks like a castle okay that's what you guys need to imagine so she sneaks out of the house goes to the red pearl pretending to be somebody else like wearing somebody else's clothing so she doesn't get recognized even though nobody knows what she looks like and she sees one of her royal guards who is also like a father to her because her parents got murdered um and so she like hides and she meets this girl and she's like you know if you go up to the room there would be there's there's this empty room upstairs like go up there nobody's in there and like hide in there and i'll come get you when he leaves and she's like, okay, thank you. So, she goes up there and, like, there's this guy in there, aka Hawk. And so, they all, like, you know, he thinks that she's this other girl named Bretta, which is one of, like, the maids in the house where she's from. And so, he's all, like, you know, making out with her, trying to, or at least, you know, like, talking to her, like, oh, hey, you know. And then they kind of, you know do some stuff but she's also a maiden so she hasn't had sex and then he gets called away he has to go somewhere he says wait for me and she doesn't so she leaves and so like you kind of just get left on a cliffhanger and when I tell you the chili peppers in this book are <laughs> oh my gosh okay so I'm also not super experienced with chili peppers and if you guys don't know what that is it's like the steamy level you know for romance um I'm not super experienced and this is probably the first book that I've read where it hasn't like stopped so it's like I've only ever read young adult books where they you know they stop before anything actually happens this book was the first book that I've read that didn't but me my sister has read books like that like she read the vicious series which is very very steamy um and she and I were kind of like on the same level of chili peppers because she also read these books 
so right after me so we like I would write it and she'd write it and we were mostly on the same level so we the skill is one being that was like nothing you know I was not really affected by that you know it was just kind of like a chili pepper five is like oh my god that was so hot like oh my gosh you know like oh you know if you know if you've read books like this you know what I'm talking about and so this red pearl scene we both rated like two and a half or three like it was pretty like oh, mm. more for me I think my sister actually read rated that one one and a half or two I don't remember it was kind of a while ago anyways so then she goes and she is you know acting all normal like nothing happened nobody knows and she never saw him like in person again and one of her royal guards got killed and then she tried to get kidnapped but she like beat up the guy like from 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 you know shanked him literally because she has a dagger that like straps to her thigh and she's like it's like i'm gonna catch you like all the time and so she needed her royal guard to get replaced his name was raylan who died and then the other guard was victor who was at the red pearl so her guard gets replaced with hawk because he's a guard and so then it like <laughs> she's like does he not know and of course it's so it's in her perspective it doesn't go back and forth which occasionally i wish that it would but also i kind of liked that it was just in her perspective but and so she's like does he know who i am is he pretending like he doesn't is he gonna tell has he already told like what is going on like what and then she's like kind of offended that he doesn't remember her but also like really relieved because then she can't like be wor she doesn't need to be worried about you know her getting in trouble and so she goes there's like this attack so they call it the um the rise which is like a huge wall that like protects where they are it's like huge so the, there are guards that are like on the rise and below the rise which is either on inside the wall or outside the wall they protect each other i mean they protect the palace ish thing the village i don't know what to call it i'm like seriously drawing a blank they protect it from these creatures-ish thing called Craven. So, a little bit later, I'm going to explain more what the Craven are because it'll make more sense later. But there are different types of, like, you know, creatures in this book series. So, I'm going to give you, like, the list of them and then I'll explain each one as they, like, come up. So, there's Atlanteans. There's vampires, but not, like, like, it's, like, regular vampires, vampires but also not. And then there's Craven wolven and a bunch of other things and then there's gods so they uh, there was an attack on the rise by the craven now this will make kind of sense so craven are i kind of imagine them to be like they describe them as like it looks like they're dead so i kind of imagine something between like zombie with like bangs they say that they have like but I also kind of imagine it to be kind of like a werewolf because also if you've seen Teen Wolf Peter Hale what he turns into you know with his like face and it just kind of like you know just his face does that it's kind of I imagine it like that but more human like ish with 
you know, like huge teeth and decaying body. That's what I imagine it like. So when they bite, when a craven bites a human, they either die because they like they drink your blood and they like eat you like that's they they got caught up in bloodlust so if you don't die then you turn into a craven too so there was an attack on the rise and all the guards you know are going and keeping off the craven and poppy sneaks out and says like dude i've got to help him I mean, I've got to help them, like, I've got to go out there. So she, like, you know, takes a bow and arrow and she goes on top of the rise and is, like, shooting Craven because her royal guard, Victor, is, like, taught her how to fight. Like, if anything happens to me, I want to know that you can be protected and protect yourself because you can't always rely on other people because he's, like, a dad to her. So she was trained. She knows how to, you know, wield a dagger and a sword and a bow and arrow, and she's not supposed to know any of that. So it's all in secret. So that's why she had to go out there in secret anyways. And so she's shooting her bow and arrow off the rise, and Hawk, you know, sees her, and he, they start fighting each other because she's trying to get away to hide, and he's like, wait a minute, who the heck are you? Because I can tell that you're a girl. And then he, like, realizes that it's her, and she throws a (laughs) dagger at him. And he, like, dodges it really, really fast because he's, you know, a skilled guard. And he, like, dodges it. I hope that you guys can imagine it like I do because this is the best thing ever. And he, like, looks at her, like, in complete awe. And he says, did you just throw a dagger at me? And she's just like, "Mm," you know, it's so good. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. Anyways, so she, like, throws a dagger at him runs away you know and he like pins her up against the wall and he's like like I know who you are and she's like eh what do I do and so we're like talking and I just love this so much and she's all like oh my god you're so hot and he's like I came back for you and she's like what and he was like I came back for you that night in the red pearl and you left and he was like I was just wondering why you left and he's like why did you go and Oh, I can't even cast this. Hawk is just so, so hot. I literally just want to die sometimes because of him. If, if anything, I am mentally married to him. This is like the worst case of fictional boyfriend ever. Like I'm literally in love with him. He's so hot. He's kind of like that cocky, but not rude. And the you know, okay, let me say confident, but not, like, a very, very mean person. I'm trying not to say any, like, super derogatory words. Um, oh my god, he's so hot. Okay, continuing. So then, they continue on knowing who they are. He doesn't tell anybody, because he promised her that he wouldn't. He's like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I, like, I swear, like, I, why would I do that? I haven't told anybody about the Red Pearl yet. So, like, you know, trust me. So, then they start, like, trying to resist each other because she's not supposed to be doing anything. He's not supposed to be doing anything because he is her royal guard. Oh, my gosh. And I forgot something. Okay. When she got announced, when you know, when, like, the Duke told her, like, this is your new royal guard. And he was, like, in the room with them. He said, like, unveil yourself. And she has scars on her face because when she was a child, she got attacked by a craven and that's when her parents got killed. 
So she has like, I, it's like, I've seen fan art about it and the way that she describes it is like two really like big scars going like from her temple down, I mean through her eyebrow and then like reaching the bridge of her nose. And then the other one starts like kind of just below her temple, kind of near her cheekbone and then goes down her cheekbone and reaches like the middle of her nose to the end of her nose but not like over top and then she has like just a tiny tiny one and she like looks at the duke and her you know the regular side of her face is facing hawk and she like looks at him and he calls her beautiful and he said penelope and nobody ever had called her penelope besides her friends like everybody called her the maiden and he called her penelope and he said you're beautiful both sides because the duke said something like it's such a shame, you know, one side is as beautiful as God, and then the other side is as tragic as, like, you know, something else. And so, it's just, like, super sweet, and he always called her Penelope, and everybody else just called her the maiden. So, she always kind of felt, like, already, like, oh, you're so sweet, you know? So, I can't believe I missed that. Anyways, so, she and him are just kind of like, ah, you know, I'm really into you, and they can't so they just kind of go back and forth with that like and obviously stuff happens but I don't want to like give you the whole book and a lot a couple more chili peppers happen and then they have this party so there's also this thing called the riot or the right I don't know how to like say it um and it's like this first and second third Oh, I don't remember if it's the first and second or the second and third sons and daughters. It's one of the two. They, okay, it's second and third daughters. Yes, and sons. Second, third, and, oh my gosh, what? How do I say this? The second and third sons and daughters, there we go, are given to the gods to, like, serve them. And they ascend, essentially. Like, not necessarily die. It's just, like, what they call it. You know, they ascend into this, like, you know, all-powerful super strong, super fast beings who serve the gods. So her brother, Ian, got ascended. And so he, you know, is married off to some, another ascended. So she doesn't see him. So the riot is like a celebration, like, oh, here comes the ascension, you know, like super excited. The maiden, you know, Poppy is supposed to get ascended and she's like the one that like ties them all into it. So, she attends the party with Hawk, you know, and Victor and her friend, her best friend, Tawny, which is, like, her companion, like, certified companion, where she, like, takes care of her and everything, but they are actually, like, really good friends. They all go, there's an attack by the dissenters who are supporters of the Dark One, which is, like, this, just the villain, like, it's, like, he is pretty much just a story that, you know, parents tell their kids to scare them or to tease them or whatever. So he's not like, nobody's really seen him. So the dissenters are like supporters of him. He is, the dark one is considered like the true heir, like the prince. And so they're supporters. So they attacked the riot and Victor got killed and Poppy like cut up somebody because of some history. I'm just, I'm really trying hard to like tell you everything that's like super important, but like also not spoil the entire book. 
So she goes to leave for the capital, which is like the actual, like where the king and queen are, like the actual kingdom. So she goes and she goes with Hawk and they, you know, more chili peppers, but not quite like sex. Like they aren't quite really doing anything besides like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> trying really hard not to say anything. Um, and so then they get to this place called New Haven and the biggest freaking bomb gets dropped. And let me tell you, when I had my suspicions, I had my suspicions. And I will forever remember when I figured this out. And I was like, oh my god. I cannot believe this. I'm gonna die. Like, mm. he is the dark one. And I know this because I figured this out. Okay, I figured it out when... Uh, I don't even want to tell you when I figured it out because then when you guys get to the point in the book, you guys will know. So I'm just not going to tell you. Sorry. But so she, there's an, another, you know, another attack. She's all pissed off. She's like, how could you lie to me? Like, I cannot believe you. Why would you do that? You killed all these people. And like one of the guys who was like one of the guards, just regular guards who was traveling with them to go and um, take her to the Capitol. He was like, you got to get like, we got to get out of here. Hawk is not who he says he is. Like, he killed all these guys. Like, you need to come with me. I'm going to help you. We can get out of here. And Hawk found them and it's like, um, you ain't going anywhere. And there was, like, three other guards who were with them on that trip were standing with Hawk. Like, they were on his side and it was all, like, a scheme. And so, she... It's like, I cannot believe that you lied to me. Like, what are you doing? Why would you kill those people? Like... Are you kidding me? Pretty much just livid. Livid. Absolutely livid. She starts... She throws a dagger at him again. And they just start fighting. And he keeps, like, making these remarks like, Oh my god, you're so hot when you're violent. And she, like... They were rolling around. I don't... I'm trying not to make this sound super dirty. But... So they're fighting. And she, like, tackles him. And gets him on the ground and he's like on top of her. So she like rolls over and, you know, pins him down on the ground. And she's like on top of him, straddling him. And he is like, oh, this is not uncomfortable. And she's like, oh my God, you're disgusting. But she's like also kind of, you know, like, ooh, because you're hot, you know. And so they're fighting and she gets hurt. So, you know, he takes her and he like is helping her. And she's like held in this, you know, cell because... They can't trust her because they just, he just, she just attacked him. So then people who want her dead because she's the maiden and don't side with... And Okay, and this is not really a spoiler because, you know, I already just told you, but everybody's, like, acting super weird. So they're all dissenters. Everybody who's at New Haven is all supporters of the Dark One, which is, you know, Hawk. So they are all like, want her, not all necessarily, but a lot of people want her dead because she's the maiden, and that was, like, you know, they have a plan. And so, then he, people, like, come and, like, attack her, and she's, like, dying, and he gives her his blood, which heals her because he's an Atlantean. So, this is what Atlanteans are. They are, like, good version of vampires. Like, so they have two fangs, they're not very big. It's just, like, small little... I don't like just sharper canines. And their blood can heal. They're super fast. They're super strong. 
Hence, when he dodged the dagger when she threw it at his face. Um, and they cannot die without, like, being stabbed with bloodstone or another one. Like, the craven. So, like, pretty much all of them can't, can be killed with the same thing but nothing else. Because they're all, like, kind of immortal. So, he gives her his blood. And he's like, drink this. Out. And he can also compel so they're like more like vampires. So he can he compelled her and he's like, drink my blood, it's gonna help. So then she like the I don't know how else to describe it besides the blood kinda like gives like an adrenaline rush, I guess. Because not okay, not necessarily adrenaline because I don't really know how to it feels really nice. Like it feels really warm and like she, the way she described it, it was very, like, sensational. Like, she could feel it. And it felt good. Like, that's exactly, like, how she described it. And so, she's all, like, mm, hawk, you know, like, kiss me and everything like that. And he's, like, stop calling me that. Like, it's just the blood. Calm down. But, because he's, like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to do it. You know? And he's, like, but you're not yourself. I know that you hate me and everything. Oh my god, I forgot something. Okay, when they first got there, before she, you know, he went all killy and killed all the other guards, they had sex for the first time. And so, because she was like, well, I'm not the maiden anymore. We're out of here, so I might as well. And so they were like, I, you know, mm, I love you. No, they didn't actually say that. Don't think they actually said that. But they had sex. And so after this, he's like, I will do it. Like, I don't even think I won't. And so she's, like, not understanding why he won't, like, why he keeps saying, like, don't call me Hawk, because that's what she's calling him. And she hasn't really put everything together yet. She just knows that he killed these guys, and she's, you know, angry. But she also thinks that he came and helped her. Like, he came and saved her. And so, when she, like, finally, like, calms down, she, like, stabs him <laughs> in the heart. <laughs> and... This is after he, like, explains, he explains everything to her. Like, they have a huge fight, and she's like, I can't believe you. And he's like, don't call me that, you know. She's like, oh, my God, you're him. And he's like, huh? And she's like, you're the dark one. He's like, don't call me that. That's not my name. And he's like, I prefer Castile or Cass. And so she's, like, wigging out. And so she finally like, kind of calms down a little bit, and she, like, stabs him in the heart, thinking that he's dead. So she runs away and is, like, in the forest, and it's snowing and everything like that. And so she's, like, in this dress, just running through the forest, trying to get away from him. And she... <laughs> he starts coming up, and he's, like, right, and he, like, steps in front of her because, you know, he's super fast. And she's crying and she's breaking down because she thought that he, she killed him. And he's like, you just stabbed me in the heart. You know, they're fighting a little bit. And then he tackles her to the ground and they start having sex. And then he says, say my name. And she's like, what? And he's like, he's like, you've never actually said it. Like, say my name. And she's like, your highness. And he's like, what? She's like, what is she saying? Oh my gosh, I love that meme vine, whatever it is. So then they, you know, aren't so mad at each other now. She's still, like, super, super mad because he lied and betrayed her and, like, pretty much used her for a pawn because his plan was to take her and negotiate her for his brother because they have his brother held captive at the capital. So she's, he, like, was going to use her, but then, you know, he started liking her and he's like, I can't give you up now. 
So that's pretty much like the gist of the first book. And oh my gosh, I love it so much. I did not do a very good job of, you know, giving a very sequential events. But if you read the book, if you liked that and you're fine with spoilers, go read the actual book. You can buy it on Amazon. It's available Kindle, ebook, and paperback and hardback, I think. I think I think it's all four. It's also available at the library, depending on where you live. Um, so good. Absolutely amazing. There, It is a three-book series as of right now. There is a fourth book coming out. So I'm going to be doing the second book and the third book. And then when the fourth book comes out, prepare for that. It's so good. And oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, I'm really excited to keep doing my podcast every week now on Tuesdays as usual. So super excited. Thank you for listening and bye. That was Talking with Tegan. Thank you. Bye.